Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Student. Welcome to the Academy of Chiropractic Doctors PI Program Consultations. I am very excited that you took the time to do this and make the commitment to your career, to your family, to yourself, just to be the best of the best through clinical excellence. Sit back and enjoy the consultations. Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Student, and welcome to this week's podcast. Today I'm going to be discussing how does chiropractic work? How does the chiropractic adjustment work? What do you actually do? And, you know, it's amazing for many, many years while I was practicing, I would adjust patients and I get that audible, it'd be wonderful, it'd be great, you know, but, but how does it really work? Is there a bone on a nerve? You know, and I read, and, and, and I am a historian, I am a, a devout chiropractic historian. On, on the chiropractic adjustment. And I read the green books on BB, uh, BJ and DD's work. Um, and, you know, they said they were bone on nerve. And, you know, gosh, this was, you know, this was 100 years ago. And they said there was bone on nerve. And, you know, all they had to really work with was x-ray. There's no advanced imaging. None of the benefits we have. No, no EMGs, NCVs, um, tests to determine, you know, A fiber, uh, you know, the A delta fibers. Um, n- none of that stuff. But how does it really work? And uh, I, I was I, I was always curious. I, and then, by the way, just so that you know, in in the courts today, lawyers, defense lawyers from carriers have picked this up. And on the witness stand, they're asking chiropractors, "How does the chiropractic adjustment work? What's the mechanism behind what you do every single day?" And ninety eight percent of the chiropractors who have called, well, everyone has called me go. Duh, I don't know. You know, let's see, it's a bone on nerve, you know, and, and when there's a bone on nerve, there's interference in the neurological information. They spout philosophy and they keep going on and on and on and it's, and it's kind of crazy. Now, unfortunately, at the other end of the spectrum, you have many, even in chiropractic academia, because they can't figure it out. They say, well, there's no bone on nerve. The bone on nerve doesn't exist. Well, you know what? At both ends of the spectrum, it's wrong. It's just wrong. because the, And by the way, everything I'm sharing with you is not my opinion. None of this is my opinion, okay? This is all based on index peer review literature. I am just the storyteller. And, and, and I really love telling the story. So what I want you to do is I want you to um, write this down if you have a pencil and paper. And if you're in your car, you'll remember this. U.S chiropractic directory. You're going to go to the uschiropracticdirectory.com and in the top toolbar, there's a research tab, click it. That is, and I've shared this with you before if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, that is the most frequented site in our profession. There's almost 20 million hits and there's a hit counter on here. We hired an independent company to verify that for us just to make sure that, you know, it, we, we, we that you realize we have a level of integrity with that. Um, and it's the largest repository of pro-chiropractic literature in the world, and it's free. that's free to the public. And the public goes there in droves. And on there, um, on the first page, there's a five-part series of the chiropractic uh, adjustment and subluxation, how does it work, um, etc. I urge you to read it, because it will explain everything I'm going through with you now. Now, the thing that we have to remember from a, uh, from a chiropractic adjustment perspective Here's the deal. We're delivering up. This is why physical therapy really does not work for spine. And by the way, the literature is very clear that when physical, and this is a report, I believe, out of Quebec, Canada, 
on a 40 million lives on, on 40 on, on 40 million life years and visits of patients. I mean, some ridiculous number. Um, uh, and it shows that when physical, and this is out of their workers' comp side, when physical therapy was the first level of treatment, the first uh, uh, provider for treatment for spine, there was a 256% increase in second disabilities and a 34% increase of opiates. And if you want to talk about money, Optum, which is United Healthcare, just in, in one of their recent um, symposiums, just reported that when medical doctors were the first uh, medical primary or medical specialists, actually any, any medical doctors, were first uh, the first line of treatment for spine, uh, for mechanical spine issues, there was like a thousand percent increase in cost expenditures. I mean, we're cheaper, we get them better, and we keep them at work. I mean, hello, we keep them away from opiates. And that's those are topics all for another uh, conversation. But here, how does chiropractic adjustment works? It's easy. And really, it's about meniscoid entrapment. And this is from, um, Evans wrote this in 2002 from, J, it was in JMPT, uh, Journal of Manipulative and Physiological Therapeutics. Um, and this is the mechanism of the effects of the spinal high velocity, low amplitude thrust manipulation. I do not like the word manipulation. And I understand why it's used. And it's fraught in the literature. And the reason being, I like the word adjustment, the chiropractic spinal adjustment. And I, I always think towards how is it going to play out in a court of law? And it's been my experience that when a defense lawyer gets a chiropractor on the witness and, oh, doctor, you manipulated your patient. Are you an osteopath? Are you a, are you a, a, um, a physical therapist? They manipulate. How, and you know what? Once I say I'm a chiropractic, I, I render a chiropractic spinal adjustment, that line of questioning is out the window. It just puts it to rest and makes it very, very, very easy to understand. So let's talk about the high velocity uh, adjustment. Here's, here's, what it, um, here's what it does, okay? And it's very simple. <sighs> a high velocity, uh, low amplitude chiropractic spinal adjustment has been shown to, to be very accurate uh, and reliable of a successful joint gapping. Now I'm going to read right from the literature then I'm going to explain it. The literature part's going to be boring. As usual, I'm going to be very exciting. Meniscoid entrapment. On flexion, the inferior articular process of the zygapophyseal joint moves upwards, taking a meniscoid with it. On attempted extension, the inferior articular process returns upwards to its neutral position, but instead of re-entering the joint cavity, the meniscoid impacts against the edge of the articular cartilage and buckles, forming a space-occupying lesion under the capsule. By the way, this is what subluxation is, or a bioneuromechanical lesion. Take your pick. Pain occurs as a result of capsular tension, and extension is in inhibited. A chiropractic spinal adjustment of the joint involving inflection and gapping reduces the impaction and opens the joint, encouraging re-entry of the meniscoid into the joint space and realignment of the joint. Now, let's explain that. Let's put it in simple terms. When you have either a, um, uh, when you have improper force to the body, either a macro force, car accident, slip and fall, um, uh, sports injuries, you know, falling off a chair, anything. It, or if you have a re repetitive micro traumas, you know, like metal bending and that it breaks, micro traumas. Um, working at a computer all day long in a carpal tunnel, looking your neck up and down, uh, even standing upright because we haven't evolved enough to be true bipeds. You know, our bodies aren't 
uh, we've not fully evolved in our in our in our design um, as as uh, homeostapens and upright. I didn't say that very well, but we really haven't fully evolved, and you understand. However, what occurs is is between in the in the facet joints, the zygapot facile joints, they separate slightly. They move up, they move down, they separate. That's how we move. Okay, now there's a disc in between that called the plica, P-L-I-C-A. There's a plica. And when, when it, we move and we have those traumas, sometimes it can separate too much. And now when it comes back, that disc is not, or, is not seated or articulated properly. And what occurs then is the facet, um, uh, the, the face of the facet on there can approximate like, like a symbol. And it could stay that way. It could be rubbing against it. Now, when that occurs, you have to know something called nociceptors. Those are your A, B, and C fibers. Those are a loose network of fibers. And that feeds into the dorsal root ganglia. Now, by the way, this is there's a whole negative neurological cascade. Um, the student cascade, let's call it that. Uh, because I'm explaining it and you're hearing it. So I'll put my name to it. Um, so what occurs is, is once you have that pressure on those nerves from the facets approximating. Those A, B, and C nociceptive fibers, and by the way, it does affect mechanoreceptors and proprioceptors. I'll talk about that in a minute. It approximates, it's on the facet. And when that occurs, it feeds into the dorsal root ganglia. And when that occurs, it goes up the spinal thalamic tracts through the periaqueductal gray area, hits the thalamus. The thalamus is the body's, the brain's clearinghouse. And as a result of that, it ping-pongs off the anterior cingulate the prefrontal cortex, the motor cortex, the sensory cortex, and all the other cortexes because the brain has to process. And in nanoseconds, it fluctuates, it, it, it ping-pongs all over the brain. Brain's got to do a lot of stuff. Let's keep it only to the motor cortex. Now, by the way, all of those other things that it's been shown through functional MRI, and again, everything I'm sharing with you is based on Index Peer Review Journal, and everything I'm sharing with you is, is published in the U.S. Chiropractic Directory, which has been published actually... Um, from index peer review literature, this has all been put out in the American Chiropractic Magazine. It's an index reviewed journal, not peer reviewed, um, but it's all based upon index peer review literature. So it's the real deal, folks. Now, when it bounces around the brain, it does affect those other areas, which can cause things like mood, cognitive issues, um, um, uh, HPA axis issues, pituitary, hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal gland issues, but I'm not going to get into that. But say right now it's just affecting the motor cortex. Now the body sends efferent information through the thalamus back down the periaqueductal gray area, down through the spinal thalamic tracts, and efferently out to the muscles around this joint, causing muscle spasm for the body trying to separate that joint or support an aberrantly positioned joint. All of that occurs, which is a bioneuromechanical lesion, which is a subluxation. It's very simple. Now, when we deliver our high-velocity, low-amplitude thrust, and by the way, in the next podcast, I'm going, because I don't want this one to go too long, I'm going to talk about spinal biomechanical engineering and how that negative neurological cascade, the student cascade, the negative neurological cascade, actually creates biomechanical aberration, which can lead to permanent dysfunction of the human spine. And if it's not corrected early, there will be permanent biomechanical aberration, okay? So I'll get to that in a little bit. 
But right now, what we do in the chiropractic spinal adjustment, when you deliver a, uh, a chiropractic high-velocity, low-amplitude chiropractic spinal adjustment, you are separating the zygapophyseal joint. You are allowing that plica to be reseated, and it separates the facets from approximating each other. The joint moves at most about 0.7 millimeters, but you can see on MRI the joint gapping, and the literature shows joint gapping. But now, right after that high-velocity, low-amplitude thrust with that plica receded, you're done. That patient's going to have that joint back in the right position and separated. That spacer's going to be there. However, you've got some problems now because the muscles are still spasming around it. And I'm talking about the intrinsic muscles, not the extrinsics you want that you control, but the intrinsic ones that the brain has already modified. And you've got issues with ligaments who've now through, uh, um, you know, the, the, you know, the hysteresis and all that stuff, you've got ligaments now that have certain tensile ability working again also to hold that joint in an aberrant position. Now the disc above and the disc below and all the way above and below because the disc is a sack of jello was moved. And now all of a sudden, it's not going to stay in the right position because everything is altered. And it's going to probably go back to an aberrant position. Not probably, it's going to. Which is why repetitive chiropractic care is necessary to do the same thing. So every time when it recedes, everything around it moves. And I just explained a little bit of biomechanics, but I'm going to explain it more in a little bit in, 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 a, in a little bit different light. But really, that is a chiropractic spinal adjustment. And I guess I also just covered what a chiropractic subluxation is. It's very simple. It's very easy. It's about zygapophyseal joint gapping uh, by a chiropractic spinal adjustment, which would further stretch these highly innervated joint capsules and facet joints. So your protective muscular reflex contraction can, um, and that's, by the way, proven in electromyographic studies. All of these things occur. So folks, we do some really important work here. This is really cool. No one but a chiropractor can do this. Physical therapists can't, they don't. They mobilize the joint. It does not occur. None of these things happen. The literature is clear. And in reproducible studies, none of this occurs with a, a physical therapy joint mobilization. It just doesn't happen. A chiropractic spinal adjustment is what creates this type of effect and fixes it. This is the power of what you do. Folks, listen. It's been a blast explaining this to you. You want to know why I'm having so much fun in chiropractic? Just learning this stuff and just even saying and articulating this stuff to you. This is so much fun. I love doing this. And I love sharing this with you. And when I share this with doctors, they really get excited. And they share it with other people. And you know when you go in the witness stand and you say, well, what does a chiropractic spinal adjustment do? And I start explaining this, that defense lawyer rues the day that he ever asked me that question. But you know what? When I'm with a neurosurgeon or a neurologist or an ortho or a medical primary, like even at family gatherings, my, I have a family full of doctors, okay? What does it really do, this chiropractic? And I start explaining this to them. They don't even blink. And at the end of the day, you know what? Everyone, everyone. And I was just with my cousin Mitchell. He's an internist oncologist. Cornell University, uh, Jefferson Medical School. I mean, this guy's really, he, you know, the top of the top of what he does. After I explained it to him, this was like a few weeks ago. And we've been talking tangentially through the years. 
and he never, you know, and I, I don't force myself on family members. Um, I actually, in the beginning, they thought of like it was a pariah. I should have been a real doctor like an ortho. But now at a family meeting, there's a line in front of an adjusting table. They make me bring it. Everybody wants to get adjusted. Mitchell was the holdout. After I explained this to Mitchell, told him it was all based upon the literature, you know what he said? Listen, I know you're not in my area and I know you don't practice anymore. You got to get me a chiropractor to refer to. You just got to get me somebody. <laughs> I said, yes. It's all, and I had so much fun explaining it. It's so much fun. So folks, listen, this is how you have fun in practice. This is the truth based upon index peer review literature. This is science. It's not philosophy. So for those of you who say, oh, it's all philosophical based. There's no bone on nerve. That's nonsense. That's your philosophy. And no matter how you articulate it, you're trying to put your philosophy and project that on me. And, and then bring it into your politics. Get it the heck out. But at the other end of the spectrum, when those um, people, the, the, the philosophical people, say, oh, it's bone on nerve, so the brain can communicate to the soul tissue and organs, so God can heal you, blah, blah. You know, that's the other end of the spectrum. Extremisms don't work, folks. Go to the literature. It's clear. And, you know, when I first started in the 80s, I needed philosophy. There was no literature. There's literature now, there's science behind this, and the science will speak the truth about what's here. That's the bottom line. Folks, if you ever wanna chat with me about this, get a pencil paper, in three seconds, I'm gonna give you my phone number, three, two, one. Area code 631-786-4253. That's 631-786-4253. Listen. This is a central part of how I train my doctors when I consult for them. You want to learn more about what we do, go to teachkairos.com, teach like teacher, teachkairos.com. We've got academic courses on this stuff where you can get CE credits. That's at teachdoctors.com. We've got a whole robust platform to share this information. You want to spiral upwards, learn more, get smarter. Folks, thanks. Listen, have a fantastic day, and thank you so much for allowing me to share this with you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast you just heard, and it's been my pleasure to bring this to you. Please understand that this is a very small piece of the puzzle, and it is my goal to bring you many, many pieces of the puzzle so that the picture can become clearer, your practice can thrive, chiropractic can thrive, and I at least can be a small part of that um, in, in your life, and it's my pleasure. So again, if you want to chat, give me a jingle, 631-786-4253. That's 631-786-4253. Or go to our website at teach, T-E-A-C-H, Kairos, C-H-I-R-O-S.com. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you or chatting with you on our next podcast. Have a great day.